Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Light. Welcome to Awakening. I'm Michelle Miche, and it's so great to connect with you. Woo! We got a lot to dial into today. Dial in, tune in, and dive in. Um, hello in the chat. Well, hello, hello. Hi, Tammy. Let me know. Please let me know how my sound is. Callers, I do see you in the queue. Hello and welcome. And welcome everyone listening via internet and that's going to be listening to the archives later on. Um, it's really great to connect with you, at this, especially at this time. So, um, okay, we got a lot, like I said, to um, dive into. First, I just want to do a minute of, of silence, well, not a whole minute, but I just with an intention for Australia and the fires that are going on, Puerto Rico, um, all people, all humanity that are really going through these challenging times, whether it's individually and or collectively. So if we can just have an intention you could do prayers or healing light. What I want you to do is just take a deep breath in and breathe out very consciously. And the next breath in, you're going to breathe in above the crown chakra. There's a natural pause point called the ascension point. Breathe into that. And as you breathe out, just envision your light radiating out. All right, Soul Path Travelers, thank you. Um, Get your tea, your coffee, your oxygenated, hydrated, electrolyte water, whatever your favorite beverage is. And I wanted to do this today because our thoughts do really matter, our intentions and our prayers. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts and teleworkshops. I call it mitigating, you know, consciousness that there's lower level or different expressions of things that need to be worked out but we definitely do make a difference individually and especially when we come together. And we had a wonderful guest on a few years back, was on a couple of times actually, Lynn McTaggart, and she did a whole study and there's a book, she wrote a book on this called The Intention Experiment. 
Uh, also, we had Larry Dossi on our program, Dr. Larry Dossi, who did a lot of studies on the power of prayer, and that there was scientific studies and that the actual, not necessarily praying for something specific, but praying for the good of all or alleviation of, for something or healing or rebalancing, and that a lot just well wishes helps people feel better. Remember, we're all interconnected, right? So people pick up on our vibes. Uh, thank you, Tammy, in the chat saying, um, I pray for the world, peace, joy, and love. Thank you. Beautiful. So, yes, yeah, so we do make a difference. And I noticed the other day on Facebook, people were asking for prayers for rain in Australia, uh, which I did prayers and I did some energy work um, connecting in etherically. And then this morning I see that there, it's raining. It's raining there. So, um, and as we pray, we open to what is ours to actually do. Yes, Tammy, yes. You know, and that's um, a good point. I wanted to dive into that. I want to hold that, pause that point. If you hear something in the background later, if those of you that know me, my, I'm late getting my decaf Americana so that you might hear my little espresso in the other, other room going, or Yoshi, my little fur baby in the back. You know, I like to keep it homey so you know what I'm doing. So you kind of feel like we're sitting in my living room just having a chat here. Uh, if you're new to the program, welcome, and uh, we, I will be doing readings, tuning in for people that call in. And that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Then the second half of the program, we always have a wonderful awakening uh, dialogue slash interview conversation, really, and dialogue. Uh, and this week, we have the author of The Illustrated Bestiary. Uh, Maya Toll. Um, it's a book, Guidance and Rituals from 36 Inspiring Animals, and it includes 36 oracle cards. And I've been diving into I keep getting spotted skunk. So. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, so a great book, and uh, especially if you're into oracles and, you know, tapping into other archetypal energies, you know, uh, on the earth. You know, other than, you know, tarot, this is working really with animal medicine in a sense. So if that is something that interests you, we're open to that. So we all do, um, I've had quite a few email questions I want to get to, one main theme, and then we will get to the callers. I'm not going to spend too, too much time, but I do have a favor, call to action can you help me? Um, and I don't know why I didn't think about this before. I get a lot of people emailing me saying they just found the podcast and now they're listening. They listen to all of them. Like within 10 hours, somebody said, shout out. don't remember exactly who it was, but you know who you are. You emailed me. Someone that's been listening over the week. So we get a lot of people saying, okay, I've loved the show and I've been listening. One thing that has really helped me, those of you that are doing this, uh, because what happens is the, the topic of the show is the, the guests that we have on, unless I'm doing the whole show myself, right? So that is the title. But I do tune in before the show ahead of time. I do my channeling, connecting with the guys in the oversouls, to see what's relevant or what needs to be brought up. 
or by email, you know, or people DM me on Instagram or they put a, you know, a message in the comments on the Awakenings group on Facebook or Awakenings with Michelle Mache page, um, which, by the way, if you're new, go ahead and join us. We have a great community. Um, so I don't always, uh, you know, know exactly. I'll have an idea of what I'm going to talk to, but not before usually the um, before the uh, producer, you know, puts the show together. So that would be really helpful if those of you that are listening or if you feel called to help the community and go through the archives. And then when you listen to my talk, just jot down what is, give me a good topic. What is, what am I talking about? Um, because we ha- I have something special that I'm going to be doing with the a- Awakenings episodes and for the community um, and then later in a different format. And I, and it just hit me today in my meditation after I got out. I said, oh, my God, people are listening anyway. So it really doesn't take much to just jot down this was what you feel the topic was, maybe a sentence or two of what I talked about and what episode. So that would be great. And maybe the guest as well, because uh, we're, we're collating some things with guests and then different um, topics to make it more available because so much of what's going on in the world right now, I've been talking about whether in private sessions, group sessions of channeling, uh, teleworkshops, workshops, and um, definitely in the shows, especially about this converging flow of the awakening where everything is happening all at once. So if you feel called to do that, I will be so, 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 so appreciative. Let me know or just do it and send it to me, whatever you feel is right, or if a few people do it, whatever. But I would be just so um, grateful um, for anyone that can help me out on this because it's just, you know, I don't have like a big, huge team. I've got a great team, um, but we're kind of maxed out in what we're um, doing. Also want to let people know, all of a sudden I've been getting a lot of emails um, and, again, DMs about hypnotherapy and repatterning. Yes, I am a hypnotherapist. I'm trained in quite a few modalities. I went through a three-year program and then some clinical um, work, uh, you know, clinically uh, supervised. Um, I'm a fellow of the National Board of Hypnotic Anesthesiologists and have advanced degrees in hypnotherapy, or degree and certification in hypnotherapy. So trained in analytical hypnotherapy, which regression, past life regression, alchemical hypnotherapy, medical hypnosis, so for procedures, I used to do a lot of it. I don't know what's going on, except other than I think of one of our wonderful guests on this quantum physicist, um, Dr. Maynard, which said that hypnotherapy or working with the subtle energy and meditative states, trans states would be more popular in the and more used, um, you know, as we get into the new paradigm. So if that's something that interests you or dream therapy, I, I work with that as well. Um, work with archetypal imagery. If that's something that's interesting to you, you can go to my website, soulplayground.life, or email me, Michelle, at soulplayground.life, one L, or info at soulplayground.life. Yeah, so I thought, okay, I'm going to address it, because I've been, I've been answering the emails or on the DMs. Yes, I do. I'm a hypnotherapy. I heard you mention that you do hypnotherapy. I'm not sure. So I'm going to put it on the, the website as well. So uh, Tammy in the chat put, you know, as we pray, we find out what we're actually to do. And I think that's such an important 
aspect. Um, I was talking to a good friend this this morning, and she was saying how she hadn't been feeling well, and so her light wasn't shining as bright and doing as much out there in the world. But she's a very gifted, also she's also a hypnotherapist and an astrologer. And I said, but it's not what affects things and affects the world and affects each other is our consciousness, which is an inside job. So even if you're sick or you're not feeling well, you don't feel you're doing as much in the world. If you're working on yourself and you have clear, pure intention and are coming from more love and more of a higher vibrational frequency, that's what's changing. Even the most public or popular person that's supposed to be spiritual and has all the best-selling books, if their consciousness isn't at a higher level, they're beaming, they're beaming, yeah. But someone that just maybe is a elementary school teacher or a janitor that is really high vibrational, they're go- and maybe coming together in prayer or sending out the intention. They have just as much or more oomph. So the, the universe works on unseen, the unseen, the etheric, you know, the astral, the etheric. It, it, it works on that intentionality. So if you're at a certain level of consciousness and awareness, then that's what you're beaming. And I think about this when you think of children that have illness, how bright they are. We'll say they're a bright light. So illness doesn't dim your light. It's the, it's the attitude and the condition around it, you know, that does. I think of that, was it Maddie? Oh, gosh, what was his name? Potankin or Papa? I don't know, remember. But I, he was years ago on Oprah, the little boy that had the um, – some kind of disease was in the family. I think he was the fourth child to have it. The, the mother had four children. They all died. And then I think three or two or three previously, and then Maddie lived longer than any of the others. But he had these just words of wisdom, and he wrote these a couple amazing uh, books, kind of poetry books. So we all know stories like that, right? Like a Greta Thornburg now. You know, so anyway, but, but I, you see it a lot with animal beings and infants and children that come in with disease or get a disease or condition or something is going, but, oh, thank you. Who put it in the chat? Tammy, Maddie Stepanek. Yes, Maddie Stepanek. I still think of you. (laughs) That guy left such an impression on me because he's like the real, there's such an example. Uh, His name, M-A-T-T-I-E, last name S-T-E-P-A-N-E-K. So if you think you're depressed, you're down, you're not doing things, you've got issues, thyroid's off, you know, perimenopause, menopause, manipause, menopause, menstrual cycle, whatever, up, down, you drank too much, you ate too much, um, think of your overall consciousness and your, in, you know, your intent of, of what you're doing, your spiritual work, you're working on yourself. That's what's radiating out there, the love that you have, the love for yourself, despite mistakes, despite flaws, the, the self-love and compassion that you have, that you extend out. And I call that mitigating consciousness. I don't know what it's called. It mitigates the lower level expression of what is happening. Now, I want to touch, just before we get to callers, and again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press one on the keypad if you want to get a reading or chat. Also, I want to invite everyone doing the YouTube, doing it consistently. I love it. I love connecting with everyone through the Ethernet, the Ethers, the Ambers of passion and spiritual energy. I'm doing weekly 
soul messages tuning in and then uh, monthly then i'll do pick a cards and other things as we go but for sure i'm doing the monthly and the weekly so you want to connect in that soul insights with michelle mache go to my blog soulplayground.life connect just it's a time for all of us to connect more so i've had some people ask me what the heck is going on some of the people remembered me stating that i'm going to call him trump mr t was what my guides told me, who Nostradamus had talked about, that they said there was a turban, but that was his head. Now, where am I going with this? Okay. So many of you know, no matter where, I know this is an international crowd, international group. I'm not going to get in the whole he said, she said of it, but I want to bring some awareness. Light it up. Um, what is going on in various governments, other institutions, across the world, of course, because we do have that Cancer Capricorn axis activated through all these, these planets, and so many of them have been retrograded in Capricorn. Okay, we have that south node in Capricorn, the north node in Cancer that's been activated. Those moon nodes deal with karma, learning lessons. So even looking at it from that, I, I did a whole post on this very, very in-depth on my blog, soulplayground.life. I talk about this wolf full moon, cancer lunar eclipse that's happening tomorrow. It's a partial, doesn't matter. It's tied in to the Pluto Saturn um, in Capricorn conjunction, which is dealing with the old and the new. And we're already feeling it. These, these energies, that's why I read beyond the astrology, because they don't happen just when the aspect is is happening or the transit they happen way before the transit just highlights and gives us meaning to it right so it's affecting all of us individually and it's the higher aspect of home and family but not just individually our own home or how do we feel at home with ourselves with our body and the earth you know but but in uh, the collective home of mother earth of humanity as part of our family and the self-care, the self-nurturing, the nurturing the light, the nourishing the light of the individual. So people ask me, what can I do? What can I do? Shine your light more bright. Do what you can, where you can. You know, help. Don't have such a crammed schedule that you can't stop at the stop sign or wave to someone or say hello. These are all transmissions of a frequency of interconnectedness that help alleviate collective mass conscious fear and the mass consciousness that, you know, somebody could be so fearful, you don't know, just saying hello or that look, oh, I'm not alone. There's a friendly face. There's a friendly energy. So what we're seeing right now is the old order, the old paradigm of warring, of competition, of us and them, of separation, of feeling separate from source, of, of usury. You know, we've gone from the industrial revolution to the knowledge, you know, or the industrial, you know, focusing on industry, almost automation, people have automated, um, into the, the knowledge, you know, working with, with knowledge, and now we're moving into creativity. So you could even look at it, the industrial economy, the knowledge economy, and now it's creativity, and I would say also inspiration. As people wake up more on a soul level, they begin to recognize and understand and realize not only the beauty 
but the potency of their spirit and their spiritual gifts, which is coming from the soul, right? They begin to see that and feel I'm a soul being. I'm contributing to the whole. I'm in this game. We all are. So there are some acting out of lower level conscious, you know, responses, reactions, relating patterns, generational, societal, ancestral, that are part of the old game that are, that are, there's a tug of war, literally. There's a figurative and a little. Now, people have asked me, what about World War III? Well, we're already in a way in it, if you want to be honest. Uh, if, you, if you look around uh, with what cyber attacks, you know, different things that, that you know, that, that happen um, now with these missiles that, you know, was launched, what, what uh, our, the government here did in the state's administration. However, however, is it coincidence that so many people prayed and had the intention for rain and then it rained the next day? I don't think so. I don't think so. If you study Lynn McTaggart's intention experiment, Larry Dossie's work, there's other people's work. Um, I know we're going through a rough patch, and yes, it's going to get rougher in many ways, but I look at the, the, the big picture, the quantum, where we're going and what we're creating. You make a difference by healing, helping yourself, moving more into that compassionate energy of self-love, self-acceptance, coming into that call of action when someone says, can you pray for me? Can you send some light? Those aren't just mamby-pamby words. They really, I, I did it the other day. Uh, uh, someone that I know that's very close to me um, actually works in the inner circle, had asked for some healing light or said, please tell Michelle that they had an accident and they actually had a concussion and they weren't doing too well. And I just sat there when I got the text and I just immediately beamed healing light energy. And I think it was like around 11 a.m. And I didn't know it, but they were at the doctor's at that time getting ready to go to an MRI. And the person contacted my friend and said, I felt this feeling around 11, 11, 10. I don't know. I felt all this warmth and light energy and I felt so much better and positive. And her test results were, were better than expected. So I get a text, did you do something? And I said, well, yeah, right. I didn't have time to do much. I did this. But see, it doesn't take much. We get caught up in that on a human level, like how long, how many prayers. I did it for an hour, half an hour. It can be seconds, split seconds. It's, we're, you know, light speed, beyond the speed of light, right? The intention, the prayer, the knowing. And when more people are doing it collectively together, it harnesses more energy. And we know this as metaphysicians, spiritualists, esoterists. We know this. Those of you that, you know, it's, it's spoken about in the Bible, all, all the religious texts, you know, it's spoken, you know, um, in the Kabbalah, you know, in the mystical texts of Christianity, the Kabbalah, Hinduism. They know the harnessing energy. It's been written, the harnessing energy. You feel it in a group, a workshop, a teleworkshop group meditation, you feel it, a sacred site, a great yoga class, you feel it, going to somebody's house that's very uplifting, that does a lot of spiritual work, you feel it in the energy. So what I just want to share with you is don't discount what you have and what you bring to the proverbial table, the buffet table of life, that you are making a difference. It's just taking the time to do it and to know. 
So a lot of what's happening, and it's going to crescendo a bit, you know, um, especially in March as these planets go direct. Saturn is 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 moving into Aquarius, but then it retrogrades um, back. Um, Pluto is in Capricorn. Saturn is in Capricorn right now. Saturn will go uh, stationary direct in December 2020. Uh, Jupiter is in Capricorn. So we've got some ease and grace helping, but definitely Pluto is the planet of transformation, and it's it's deep. It's deep, and it's the planet of truth. It's like getting in and digging out. You know, you see the potatoes. You know, you're digging in the soil, but you got to get to the roots. And Saturn representing the old order or the order of the status quo, father time, karma, status quo, the earth plane as it was before. It's the status. It likes to keep things the same. Also ruling governments. Well, Capricorn is ruling governments and systems and institutions, right? And Saturn is there. And now it's going to kiss Pluto. Pluto and it's going to kiss. But it's like Pluto is saying, pulling you, pulling the old Let's go into the new. Let's transform. Let's heal. Pluto is a great sign. It, it rules uh, Scorpio. It's a great sign of healing, but it's deep healing. It's deep wounds. This is why so much is coming up because it's not surface wounds. It's deep wounds, deep individual wounds, emotional wounds, collective wounds, wounds of the past. Okay, so of the of the trajectory because the Saturn, if you look at time. Old Father Time, right? Father Time. It's past, present, and future. So it has very much to do with the history of Earth. Then we have Uranus coming in. So we have this wonderful Earth trine that's very much cosmic. It's about jumping timelines, past, present, and futures all at once. You know, it's it's about things happening quickly and the lightning bolt enlightenment pulling things forward. And the Taurus is also is the is the Earth, the terraforma. And so it's like pulling this trajectory, but it doesn't happen if you've ever had to pull up, dig up roots to a tree or plant. Some damage is done to the roots, to the systems, to the structures. Some come up easily and some don't. Now, I do feel 2021 more change. The big change I feel is that 2023, I believe, when... Pluto goes into Aquarius, so then we'll have uh, Saturn and Pluto there, um, kind of doing their their dance. Um, but for the now, yes, there are parts that are scary, and it feels like we don't have a lot of control. Because in the in the secular game, you may not have a lot of control or power, but you have an empowerment that is a spirit of the spiritual nature, of the creative force nature. So the old, it is dying out. Yes, it still has its power, its power structures. But you want to rise above that and flourish and thrive and connect with others and be with others. And that helps pull, you know, or loosen the tentacles, loosen the grasp of the old that is feeling the, the, the fear of the unknown, of the change, of the new game. So it holds on even stronger, right? 
So I don't want to go because I want to get to callers, but I did want to touch on this because, like I said, I did have people DMing me about this and emailing me. Um, and I think it's important that people, because it does look on the outside like, okay, there's not a lot of control of what I can do. Look what these idiots are doing. <laughs> these unconscious people or borderline person, narcissists, or they're unhealthy and toxic, and we can go there. Look what they're doing, what they're doing. You know, it's kind of like being at the end of bother or the tail of the dog or being a flea on the dog, you know, you're, you're embedded in, you know, what, okay, where is this, where is this going? But you know where it's going. And that's what you need to focus on, doing whatever you can or need to in the middle of it, but not to get pulled in or caught into the middle of it as much as possible. So it's basically shine bright. You know, we have the ability to mitigate, to diffuse, to make less harsh, okay? That's the key. And that's perhaps what we're seeing. It can, it, yes, it may be difficult. Some parts may be harsh and horrible, but we are, have the ability. And I, I do feel as more people wake up that they have the ability to make it less and less harsh, then that's going to mitigate it even more. See, right now, a lot of people don't, well, what do I, can I do? What am I, I'm not really doing anything. But you are. Because, see, we've been taught on this earth plane because everything's been based so much only on the material or the, the surface or what can be seen or touched or validated through financial means, how much is in the bank, how much money do you have, what kind of car, what do you look like. You know, it's some, and that's a fun game. But there's so much on the external that there hasn't been enough focus on the consciousness that manifests. What creates this? What makes this? What causes the miracles? And that's what we're being asked to by this, by this shift is live more what I call spirit-led and soul-fueled. That our passion, our inspiration comes from the soul. Less and less and less from wounding. Less and less from fear, less and less from only the ego or the egoic, right? So, again, it's elevating, you know, and I don't mean like there's something wrong or bad or, you know, but elevation. When you think of elevation, you get a, a better view. And when you elevate, you get a better view, so you get a better viewpoint. You can really see. So if I'm standing on a little hill looking at something, that might be an okay view. I get. I can tell you what I what I see. I see some bushes. I see some plants. I see these little trees. But now, if I go on a mountaintop, I elevate and I look. I have a much broader, more expanded viewpoint. I can see. Oh, I can see the sky. I can see. Oh, I see. Oh my God, that's that. I never saw that tree. That kind of tree there. And so it's again. It's elevating consciousness. It's expanding in consciousness. And as much as possible, we want to move out of right and wrong and us and them into the separation. Move more into what's most life-enhancing, what brings more love, more joy, more wisdom, more connection, interconnectedness, what brings more peace, more harmony. When that guides us, it's always what's for the greater good. It's always what is most life-enhancing. So I want to thank those of you that emailed and DM me on this. Um, if you want to know more specifically about this, um, I do get in some of the aspects, but I mostly um, 
I'm trying to keep that out because most of the people that go to my blog are more interested in what's the energy doing, what's happening, and what do we do about it, or how can we align to it or navigate it. That interests you. Um, the post is up now on soulplayground.life and um, the Wolf Moon Cancer Lunar Eclipse. And you can get uh, some information uh, actually throughout the whole blog. And I do. I think I do have a post um, also on the 2020 overview. I did a numerology post so you can look, calculate your personal year and how your personal year is going to mash up, if you will, <laughs> connect to the uh, global year, the, the, the universal or the collective year, if you want to call it that. We've got the collective, and then you have your own individual personal cycle. And so I'd like to um, show people how your personal cycle connects in with the, the collective. So, yes, yes, yes. So if that interests you, soulplayground.life, connect with me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, say hi. I love it when people just say, hey, I heard you or caught you or, you know, what your, how your path is going. Love hearing from you. So let's get to callers now. We've got our first caller. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakening. Hi. Michelle Michelle. Hello. Hi. Hello. Keisha. Who am I speaking with? Yeah, hello. Uh, this is Keisha. Hey, Keisha. Hey, so um, I have a question. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, okay. So recently I've been having these dreams about a friend that I haven't spoke to in like three years. It kind of like fell out. Um, I don't knew her for some years. Uh, um, actually, since we were like high school, in high school, and we were like best friends and something happened and we fell out. But recently I've been having like okay. dreams about her, um, like just like weird dreams and and even while I was on hold waiting on you um I seen I'm driving um on the road right now and seen her last name on a on a a street so I've been like having oh. signs of like just her yeah I've been like having signs of like her last name popping up places like I had an incident where cuz I do I I'm a birth doula so I um uh, do work I've called and I spoke with you about this before but oh, um, yeah. a client yeah, of mine Yeah, you remember? <laughs> yeah. Um a client of mine's last name is was her last name as well. Um and it came up on my calendar and I was just like it just I just keep having like all of these signs and these dreams about her and I don't know why. Okay, perfect because and I do talk, by the way, in my blog post that I did on the full, on the Wolf Moon and the Cancerian um, Lunar Eclipse, I talk about this because um, Capricorn has to do with endings and wrapping things up. So this is okay. for you, Keisha, and everyone else. Think of what is unfinished. Now, it could be an issue with somebody. It could be, you know, again, you have to use your intuition. Could you, you need to talk or just check back in? Or it could be completing something through prayer or meditation or on the inner plane. The completion could be something about that person you didn't understand, but now you understand. They could reach out to you. It could be a completion, something about them, some aspect of them that maybe now you're in the same place or you've healed from that. I had this recently, something I went through and I was recalling someone and I knew it wasn't necessarily about reaching out to him, but I realized I thought, oh my God, now I see what they went through. So that caused my growth. 
Um, but it can okay. also be something that they're that they're doing or that they did that you want to do that you need to integrate. So again, we're having this, and with the Saturn, you know, uh, Saturn Capricorn connection, it's it's a comp- it's a completion of the past or what was. It could be how you look at things. Does this make sense to you? Um, I don't know. Like, I I get what you're saying, but I'm not connecting the two. Like, I, I can't connect it with her. Like, I don't understand. Maybe I need to pay more attention to the dreams that I'm having. Um, well, if it's the dreams and there's a message, if there's a, if a message in the dream, just look at the theme of the dream and the feeling that comes up to you. You know, now okay. it could be if you if you had an issue with this person, it could be that you're learning compassion or where this person's at or why they did what they did or the behavior. Does that make more okay. sense? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've forgiven her for whatever we the fallout we had. Um, I have like no ill feelings toward her or anything, but I kind of get what you're saying. If there's no guilt, that if it's coming up, then there's again, when we when we have so many completions that equal a culmination, there is mm-hmm. kind of a wrapping it up in a bow where we have some kind of aha, some kind of insight that becomes growth, okay. and usually it has to do with, especially with the Cancer uh, North Node, it's going to have to do something with love, compassion. Self-compassion, huh. compassion for another person, care, nurturing, mothering of some sort okay. or how they took care of themselves. Like this person that I had this situation with, and they're doing quite well. I saw that they're living in New York and they're doing quite well. It seems like externally. Yeah. But then I got some information. And then I realized what they had done to me. I thought, oh, my God, I see. Now I see how much not only pain they're in, but so off track they are. So they could not have oh. treated me any better. That brought me so much oh. relief because even though I forgave them and I moved on and I still care about this person, I feel a lot of love for them. I still couldn't get why the heck this be. It wasn't. But then now I, with the distance, with what I received and what I saw, I, I, it, the culmination was, oh my God! I just see when people are in this state, this is how the, this is why this is. I saw the depth of it. So again, how okay. this completion happens? Does that make sense? It, it's making sense now. It's clicking. It's clicking. But you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, these are higher spiritual principles, you know, because we're taught you to said forgive, what now? forget. But forgiving, pardon me. No, you said I didn't hear the spiritual part. You said. Well, these are higher spiritual principles because forgiveness is great. But there's something, there's some octaves above forgiveness when you embody, in some native traditions they call understanding, means standing under someone, you know, that walk a mile in my shoe, you know. When we can, it takes a lot. It's a certain shift that we cannot make happen. It happens on its own. It happens through signs, symbols, meditation, leaving something or letting it go, and then it comes back in a new way. That's when we get that elevated consciousness through that insight. Our consciousness is raised. Our heart chakra opens more to that individual. We no longer see them as an enemy. We see how deep their wounding truly is for them to have done what they did. But not out of self-righteousness. 
it's not out of self-righteousness. It's out of a, it's out of a sense of, you know, agape love, humanitarian love. So, yeah, so with that kind of feeling, it, it, it lets it go. That's the Pluto. That's the deep healing. That's the transformation. It, it comes from the transmutation. Something changes in the energy. You get something through, you know, a, a psychic, a, a dream, a message. You know, it, it comes in this way, and then you're like, why am I thinking of this? So now you're already in this different energy space, right? You're in this different energy field about it. You've shifted. Right. You don't realize you've shifted. And now the transformation comes. You look at it differently. You change the form of the situation. So you're being elevated oh, that you know, makes sense. in this situation. Very cool. Um, that makes sense. So is it something where I can reach out to her or just kind of just let, like, my higher self just go through whatever it needs to go through? And if that happens, that happens. Exactly. The latter. You just let it go. Okay. You called it in for some reason. Your your soul, you know, your higher self, wanted to get to the next level on this. Okay. To release it. So okay. in a way, it's a gift to you. Yeah, whether you talk or not, it doesn't matter. It's already done, you know. It's happening okay. on, a different, okay. on a different level. And okay. trust that. that makes sense. All right, Kesha. Beautiful. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Bye-bye. Take care. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Athena. How are you? Happy New Year. Hey, Athena. Happy New Year. Welcome. <laughs> I'm just texting you in the chat saying hi. <laughs> that was an awesome read and, and very helpful for sure. Oh, um, good, good. <laughs> Yes, I've been playing for Australia um, and and the world oh, and, and where we are, and I've just I I feel like I, I'm on a spiritual journey, but I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place. I'm trying to mm-hmm. find something, um, and I know it had probably you know peace, love, and joy, but I just feel like I'm all over the place and need to be more centered. <laughs> And okay, well, guess, meditation does that or some kind of focused activity. Sometimes, okay. we're, Athena, we're so much working on ourselves that sometimes we do need to take a break. Yes. Uh, and I like to do some kind of movement. So sometimes okay. you just need to take a break and do something else and let all that energy, influence, ideas, principles, all this insight, all this stuff that comes in, it, it'll find its way into some cohesive, you know, yes. form, symbol for you. Uh, yes. mental construct, but not by looking at it, not by thinking about it. So maybe you just okay. need a break to just have a little bit of fun. Yes, yes, you've told me that too. <laughs> did <laughs> I? Year, oh. you, you did, you did. You said my I, baby, oh, um, my little Shih Tzu baby said um, to have more fun because he's crossed over, and I just still feel that he's oh. with me. I, I took a picture, and I was just looking at the picture, and I could see his face in the background. Um, oh. It was, and, and my husband saw it, and other oh, people baby. saw it, so I know that he's with me, and it's it's been really hard. Um, but um, oh. I know he's with me. And then I had one other yeah. question. As far as my career goes, did you see any – Seeing um, with that any um, what's uh, the question? Guess, oh, uh, anything? Any changes in my career path? You're wanting to make a change. 
Well, not make a change, but just trying to see if there might be any changes, any additions to my career path. Um, well, if you make them, I feel I feel like it's up to you. Okay. To 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 make the changes is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I okay. don't feel like something magically is going to happen. It's going to happen more from your. Um, and it might ta- it might take a while. I don't know. I I feel like probably something's shifting for you. Maybe around Sagittarius time of this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling in. Bye bye. Let's see. Bye bye. Okay, let's see. We got another. Hello and welcome. You're on air. You're on Wakings with Michelle Mache. Welcome. Hello? Okay, let's see. Whoops, here we go. Happy New Year, Michelle. Happy New Year, Michelle. This is Maria. Yeah, you see a job coming? Hi, Maria. Let's see. Yes. Um, okay. Are you asking for a time frame? Because I, I feel like you're starting to get out there more. If you haven't, you're going to be. Um, work. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What do you feel the holdup is? Because I, I do see work. Let's see if it's imminent. Is it February? I'm not feeling January. Uh, maybe February. Uh, yeah. In, what about a, in February? Showing, yeah, yeah. It, it is showing work, but I don't. I feel like you're having to put yourself more out there. I guess. But it, it does show work coming in. It shows changes in the financial situation. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful, yeah. finally. Keep us posted. And what's your, what's your first name, Maria? Maria. Maria. Okay, wonderful. All right. Keep us posted. Much peace. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, you're on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hello, Just hello. preparing to put us. Just, can you hear me? Yes. I was just preparing to put a, a a facial mask on my face just at that moment, and here you come. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful, full of wonder, and wondering what you might um, have to queen? say to me about. It is Queen. Yeah. Hey, Queen. I love the I, the facial mask. I love your multitasking this way. This is great. Oh yeah, it's a it's a blessing to be able to do that, to be able to listen to you, and be in the community of the Awakenings family, and be in my own mm. community doing my thing. That's a beautiful blessing that I have. I'm grateful. Yeah. And yeah. I I would I would love to hear what you have to say to me about 2020. And beyond. Mm. Oh, that's a big thing. That's a private reading, <laughs> individual. So ask the question. We've got our guests coming up, uh, like main thing, because there's so much. Honestly, I wrote I wrote the the, the last the numerology the post for the numerology post and for Jan, the January post the numerology post. 
and the um, lunar eclipse post. And I, it's so much in depth. And I am going to probably maybe I'll probably do one or maybe a video on my YouTube channel on the Pluto Saturn conjunction. There's so many changes. I would say just for you, an overview, there's a lot to do with culminations, endings, as with everyone. Um, but getting a different foundation for yourself, something that's more, um, you're feeling more stable, more secure, and more mobile. I keep feeling it around you, that mobility um, to come and do more. And I also feel like there's something, not just with speaking, but performing. There could be something with music. It could be sound, healing, sound bath, something that you're going to be doing more collaboratively. Um, but it is mm. about it maybe getting rid of some things, letting go of some things. I don't know if it's items in the house, clothing, but there's something about paring down and extending back out into the community more in a form of collaboration is what I'm hearing. So I feel like you're going to be drawing more people to you to, co- to be with, to collaborate with. There's a, there's a lot around you with family and, and so social, societal family, spiritual family, community, groups. And I want to say it's more like March, April, May that you kind of get into that. Right, right now I feel you're a little more inward, but, th- but you're going to be stepping out more, I would say, spring, early summer. All right, it Queen. sounds like that. Yes, I thank you. That's the path that I'm. I'm oh on. my gosh! And I so could. I, uh, is that right? You, is that what you've been wanting to do? Yes, that's what. And I've been putting it in, in place and letting go of things, as you said. And I enjoy your. YouTube oh. Yes. Thank you oh, so much for everything you Oh, thank you so you much. I'm gonna keep. Yeah, and I just I just for the heck of it because I've got this book in front of me, this the um, illustrated bestiary. You got blue dame fly commune with nature. Wow. Mm. Plant a garden. Yes. Bring home a potted plant. Hand, have some hangs of wind chimes. There's the, the sound. Sing to the birds. Recognizing small magic. See, I feel like it's for you. A small part of recognizing. I feel that you recognize it, but I feel like it's about you joining in the magic, even the small magic, and and building upon it these small little magical parts in your life you know work with the elementals i shall an intention to do to the natural world yeah beautiful thanks queen for calling in thank you so much thank you for being such a beautiful presence in all of our lives yes oh the same to you for sure thank you namaste namaste thank you everyone that in the chat and also that called in and all of you that are also listening by phone for being such an amazing presence and co-creating this amazing community, you know, that we're creating and a part of. So like I mentioned, if you've been on the line, if you're, uh, then you know that this is a time for our awakening dialogue. Uh, If you're new, this is the time where we do, bring on a guest and we have an awakening dialogue and today our guest is Maya Toll like I said earlier amazing book that I'm reading right now the illustrated bestiary which has oracle cards I love them the cards go right in the book and it's guidance and rituals from 36 inspiring animals 
Uh, Maya is a award-winning writer, horseback riding teacher, clinical herbalist, uh, university uh, professor, and she is the author of the best-selling Herbiary, the illustrated bestiary, which uh, I have, we're going to dive into, and the illustrated crystallary. So I want to give a really big welcome and warm welcome and hello to Maya. Welcome to the program, Maya. Hello, Hello. Michelle. So nice to be here. Oh, so nice to connect with you, really. um, I've been diving into your book a bit uh, more. And by the way, I just love the the illustration, too, and the, the colors and... The lightness, it's easy reading, the lightness of it, but it's very poignant, you know, it's, 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 it's very poignant and timely. (laughs) Well, thank you. I, you know, I think that we are in a such, such a fast paced time culturally um, that even when we want to tap in, there's this underlying impatience. <laughs> so as I mm-hmm. sat down to write, right, I was I was really focused on um, how can I give readers bite-sized bits of information because uh, you know the truth is yeah. we're, we're all busy and um, yeah, I wanted to give someone a seed that they could then take out into their mm-hmm. lives, carry in their pocket, and at some point that day, later in the day, later in the week, all of a sudden a thought would blossom. Something would shift for them. Um, and if I wrote it out long form, they never would have gotten through the reading, right? So it's, it's yeah. all kept very true. short. Yeah, yeah, I, that's so true. A friend of mine has sent me this amazing uh, blog post of someone, and it's on my phone, and I read halfway. I thought it was done, and then this morning she's like, you didn't get just this part. What about this? What about and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to – Grateful it's on my iPad or something, on my computer. It's too much. You know, there's just so much. Um, but I like these kinds of books, though, um, that you did, because I feel that, you know, whether morning meditation or during the day or pondering something, they, they connect you with your own intuitive guidance. They get you kind of not just thinking, but aware, more aware of your surroundings. Um, and, of course, you have the ritual and the reflection which I love that in the way that you put it, that you give something to do, but then what is the reflection? Um, yeah, so I've done it. A keep, I keep getting spotted, Scott, <laughs> and turtle. I'm, I was asking something, and I always get patience, and I, I of course, I pull the turtle, which is a little bit of patience. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's nice interesting it, because especially – Sorry, I was just about to say, especially with animals, um, we often talk about having a spirit animal or having a totem animal. And what I found more so with the bestiary than with the first book, the herbiary, is that people pull the same card over and over and over again. Um, That there is that kind of, right, that kind of spirit animal level energy that's kind of with you for a time. Um, And I hear from Mm -hmm. people continually, I keep pulling the same thing, um, which I never heard with the herbiary. Herbiary people tended to, you know, get things that were much more reflective of the moment. Um, but the bestiary mm-hmm. people seem to be having an animal traveling with them for a time, a time within their lives. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. The be- they travel with you. I like that way of putting it. Um, now, let me ask you, let's get a little bit of your how you came to um, on this path and to write these books. I, I look at it maybe as somebody's, like we have, I, I feel like we have an awakening or a first awakening, and then voila, there's many awakenings and then one that leads us to the present path, especially if you're a writer doing something more public. Um, is that true for you, or was this just like, oh, this is what I want to do? This is where I'm going. This is what I have to say. Or, or did it come also out of your own inner reflection? Let's put it that way. It was it was many many years in the making. Um, about ooh, it was a while now. About 15 years ago, I put down my entire life. I actually heard you talking to someone a little earlier about putting down things, letting go of things, and. Um, I let go of everything, my house, my car, my relationships, and I went to Ireland for a year. I was apprenticed to a traditional healer there, and so I was working with plant medicine um, very deeply, Uh, but also I was living on the Irish countryside with very little human contact outside my teacher, so um, I used to go out with my wooden flute. And I'd play my flute and the cows would gather around. I'd play for the cows. I'd play for the swans. Um, So it was this time of deepening my relationship with the plants, with the animals. And then also um, I was working with a lot of different sacred sites and those big standing stones. Ah. So getting into the stone medicine as well. Um, And all that percolated for years. Stonehenge? Well, I was in Ireland, not England, so there are oh, well, stone circles there that are like that? Stonehenge, but yes, but ah, stones like that, okay. the big standing stones, yep, yep, and there, there are many circles around the Irish landscape that are not well-known and not tourist sites, um, but places where you can, you know, go for quiet contemplation, so for me, I began working with these different earth energies, um, and then when I came back to the States, I worked as a clinical herbalist. I have an herb mm. shop in Asheville and another one in Philadelphia. Um, and I also started studying Taoist stone medicine, which is a very ancient form of working with um, stones. So all these different medicines have been swirling within me for a while. And, um, you know, they, they started speaking. <laughs> they started kind of coming mm. through as individual voices. And, and that's what birthed the books. Mm-hmm. Now, were you writing things down, like, all along the way when you were connecting um, with those beings, the stones, and opening up this way, with the herbs and herbs? Were you writing things down? Were things coming to you all along at, the, at this time? Were you keeping a record of this? So I'm, I've been writing since I was seven or eight. So writing is just my natural way of expressing myself. Um, so, so I do have journals, piles of journals, but these books didn't come from those journals. These books came, these books came through, I mean, quite uh, literally. I would sit down at my computer and I'd say, who wants to be in the book? And, you know, whatever stepped forward that day. It was actually funny with the first book, The Herbiary, um, I sat down at one point and said, who wants to be in the book? And Daisy said, me. And I said, you're not in the book. And she said, yes, I am. 
I said, I said, no, Daisy, you're not in the book. We're we're focusing on herbs that people use for medicine, and you know, you hardly are a medicinal herb at all. And she said, I am in the book. And I mean, what's been really interesting is, um, this you know, this word medicine, we use it in mo- mm-hmm. in modern terms for pharmaceuticals, right? For medicine that you ingest into your body, right. but. Um, it's also right. spirit medicine. And in, you know, in traditional mm. ways of thinking, all medicine is mind, body, spirit. It, it's never separated. And so what I found, especially with Daisy, is that this is spirit medicine that so many people need. I, I get more emails about Daisy in particular than any of the other individual, you know, herbs or, or beasts. Um, so ah. she was very insistent. And what do you make right. of <laughs> what, Yeah. So what do you make of that? Just that it's a very, well, I think of Daisy, I mean, it's so hearty for one thing, but do you yeah. have any idea of why that is? Or is it the quality of that? Um, yeah. Of the Daisy? You know, how about, if, how about if I read it? Because I feel like, you know, it's okay. one of those, after okay. I wrote it, I was like, oh, I get why you're in the book. So Daisy's right. message is be yourself. Daisy comes from a huge family. Her sisters, chamomile, echinacea, bone set, elecampane, feverfew, and milk thistle, to name just a few, are amongst our greatest healers. Luckily, Daisy learned early on that the best way to distinguish herself was simply to be herself. So despite her tomboy appearance with white petals often tatty and rumpled and her status as the most common of medicines, she'll heal a bruise or quiet inflammation but nothing like her cousin, Arnica Montana. She's still a favorite guest. She persistently finds her way into our homes and gardens to remind us over and over again that loving ourselves as we are is the very best medicine. So, you know, yeah. Universal. That's needed, right? And I was looking at the more glorious plants, but most of us are not glorious plants. Right. Most of yeah. most of us are like we feel common in ourselves, even if house even if bench. we are doing glory. That's another things. thing I got in your book, the house bench. Yes. <laughs> house yeah. benches. Right? Yes. Ha- yes. So it's it's a very similar message, you know. House bench. Mm-hmm. There's a fabulous story that goes along with with the house bench, which is that someone tried someone from Hollywood actually tried to make the house bench into like kind of a parakeet, like a caged mm-hmm. bird that people would have in their homes. But um, the house bench, bench is very plain looking. And so despite having mm-hmm. a fabulous song, nobody wanted this very plain looking bird to replace their parakeet in their home. Um, so it's a very similar message of um, know what you're good at know what your song is and it doesn't matter if you don't have all the other trappings. Yes. Yeah. I, it, that also ties in a little bit message at the beginning of the program of how we all contribute or help and we all have our gifts and to shine, you know, in our own way. It doesn't have to be, you know, always something so flamboyant, you know, and sometimes it's the smaller things, measured things or what we seem to not either people don't notice or that would maybe are 
aren't sure that it's making such a difference in the collective. It actually really is. And so when I read that in your book, um, I thought, oh, that's so beautiful. Both of those, what you read, the daisy and then the house finch, um, you should read that too. To me, really, yeah, would you, because to me it underscores the beauty of the individual, the individuality, and to me it's so much about speaking to the soul, like how beautiful people are. You are special, just as you are. And I think in there, don't you talk about find your own song? Yeah, if you would read it, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. So House Finches, Know Your Song. House Finches' song is so sunny and sweet that in the 1940s, a speculator tried to sell this small bird as a pet, which he called the Hollywood Finch, a reference to the Finch's West Coast roots. The ploy was a flop, perhaps because House Finch can't compete with Parrot for beauty and cage appeal. Unable to sell his stash of songbirds, the speculator released House Finch and Friends on Long Island, and from there, they quickly spread to bird feeders across the United States. If you, like Finch, have ever been deemed not enough, remember, this is exactly how House Finch escaped his gilded cage. Despite being judged as not enough, Finch still sings like a star. You two have a strength and a song. Do you know what it is? Mm, and, you know, I, I find... I find, Michelle, that oftentimes our biggest gift is something we ourselves are totally blind to. And our, mm. like our friends recognize it in us, but sometimes we don't recognize it in ourselves because it is so intrinsic to who we are that we don't understand that other people don't possess that. It's so much a part of how we see the world that it's hard for us to conceive that other people don't see the world that way. And so I think that that's part of the reason that we can end up feeling this like not enoughness, you know, because our biggest mm-hmm. gift, this thing that is so easy for us, we don't realize that it's not easy for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. We're so in it, right? It's, 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 so how yeah. could it be? We're so used to it and in it. How could it be special? You know, we're just used to it. It's like, oh, that old thing. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I remember, you know, I'm, I'm intuitive in um, some, some fairly unusual ways. And when I was working as a clinical herbalist, um, I would see almost like patterns of, of color and shadow on people's face. And I could tell when they were getting better because those patterns would shift and change. And it just, it's always the way I've seen people. And so I was in a, in a class with a bunch of people and we were doing case studies and I said, Oh, well, and then at that point that like yellow color on her left cheek shifted and this happened and everyone just was looking at me like I was so strange. And I was like, um, what? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh, you know, the way color shift on people's faces and you can tell how they, they're feeling based on, and they're like, no. And no, it was the first time I realized that this was not the way everyone saw the world. Right? Because I never thought to ask. I just thought, well, we all see that. And right. I thought that I wasn't particularly intuitive. <laughs> right? And oh, then amazing. they were like, um, no, girlfriend. <laughs> Nobody else sees that. <laughs> I love that. Such a good example um, 
of that too. It was so you and you were so used to it that you didn't ascribe much to it. You didn't think it was such a big deal. Um, that's fascinating too, uh, Maya, that you could actually <laughs> see the changes that are happening through the quality of energy it's coming through as color for you. That's that's pretty amazing. Um, does that did that help you with whatever they're diagnosing or what to give people, like suggesting certain herbs or if you're on the right track, did that help you? Uh, it absolutely did. I guess work? I mean, it, it was yeah. Yeah, it was foundational. And you know, it's it still is foundational, that kind of reading of the energy. But I think what what was fascinating to me and discovering that other people didn't see this is I have heard people talk about seeing auras. And mm-hmm. if you ask me even today, do you see auras? I say, no, of course not. You know, mm-hmm. um, that, those are other special people who do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I see color on people's faces. Maybe that's an aura. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes um, the language that is used to describe something makes people feel like they're outside of that experience when, in fact, they are actually having it. So yes, by people that saying, makes sense. seeing auras, I was going, I don't see auras because I defined an aura as this glow around the edge of a person, and I don't see that. Yeah. Right? But I do see color. But you're seeing the total aura. Faces. Yeah. You're, you're, you're <laughs> seeing the color of the person, which, which eventually radiates out around them, but you're seeing the whole totality. And so let me ask you, so when someone was had a condition, illness, however you want to term it, they would, I was taking it they would come in with a certain color, and then you're saying as they heal, that would change. Would the color change or disappear, become something else? Or would it just change in tone and, you know, or just hue? It, all different things happen. <laughs> it's not just, you know what I mean? Oh, like it's not wow. formulaic at yeah. all. All different things happen. Right. Like sometimes a color disappears. Sometimes a color shifts. Um, I, I actually would call it Picassoing. Um, like people's faces mm. look like Picasso paintings to me. And oh, like and I, and I would look too high and then, it would come back to center and come back to balance or their nose would look off center or their head would look askew. And um, I just thought that's the way everybody's solving. Um, you know, and, and like even in talking about it, like I would, I would say, oh, and then her face kind of Picassoed when she mentioned this thing about her grandmother, you know, and people oh. are like, Picassoed? I'm like, you know, when people's faces go shifty, um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, <laughs> um, it's subtle, but when you're really tuned into someone and focused on them, um, I, I think our brains just find a way to interpret the kind of nonlinear information we're getting. Like, you know, we know how to understand mm-hmm. things that we see, things that we hear, things that we feel like those are the senses we've been taught about since we were kids, but we're getting all this other information. All of us are. And then our brains try to figure out how to interpret that information. Mm -hmm. And sometimes block it. Now you're picking up on something and I even put it in the chat earlier that sometimes we we're expecting to hear something or see something a certain way. And we're receiving what we need. Our guidance is coming in our higher self is, you know, spirits, guides, whatever. They're giving us the message, 
but we're blocking it. And maybe saying, I didn't get the message or I'm not getting help or that's not it. And so what's the key to that, to staying open? Because what I'm hearing from you is like there was this openness and then you just, you didn't stop and say, well, I'm not receiving it this way. I'm not getting, I'm not seeing an aura. So I'm not getting anything. You stayed open and just perhaps received it and interpreted the message. What you know, can I help people do that more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think some of this, like what you're, what you're getting at, Michelle, is some of the self-chat we have, like what we, you know, how we mm. say things to ourselves. And so what was fascinating mm-hmm. for me, and, and like I want everyone out there to hear this, is I was doing this thing that I've since been told by lots of people is unusual and so intuitive and like all these, all these things that we all want to be, right? And I was right. doing it, but right. I didn't feel any of that. I thought, eh, I'm not so intuitive. I don't see auras. I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not clair- like I like I had this whole list of things that I wasn't. Um, and so mm. in my so in my self talk, I was telling myself all the things that I wasn't. But in my striving to be an intuitive human being, um, I was kind of willing to take in any bread. Like I saw them as breadcrumbs. Like, oh, I don't get the aura, mm-hmm. but I get this thing. Oh, I didn't even know that I got that thing. I thought yeah. everybody had that thing, right? Um, but, you know, even little things like when I was making herbal formulas, um, I'd be standing in front of my big herbal apothecary. And I, I, I remember one time a bottle of calendula literally fell off the shelf. And I was like, mm. oh, okay, thanks, thanks for that. I have no idea why this needs to be in here, but thanks. So anytime I got something, mm-hmm. it almost felt like a breadcrumb, like it wasn't as grand as, like, I would never call myself a psychic or um, mm-hmm. clairaudient, clairvoyant, any of those things. But anytime I got these little things, I was like, oh, my God, at least I got that. Um, and mm-hmm. so my self-talk was diminishing the magic instead of mm-hmm. kind of glorifying the magic. And I think that yeah. for me, the shift Powerful. was when I started being grateful, like, oh, Angela, thank you so much for falling on my head. (laughs) We obviously need you in this formula, right? As opposed to kind of like, like, oh, here's my little breadcrumb because I'm not getting voice of God telling me exactly what to do. And when I made that shift to gratitude for all the little things, then I started realizing there were a gazillion little things. There were so many of them. They were constant and all the time. Um, and then I started going, oh, Ooh. hold on a second. You've been blind to yourself. <laughs> you know, you're like, you actually yeah. are incredibly intuitive. Um, and so when it came time to write the book, I, I was at that point at the place where I could just sit down and say, okay, who's in the book? And then write down whatever came to me and trust that that's what needed yeah. to be said. You were open. Wow. This is, Maya, this is so amazing and so pivotal because, to me, part really a lot of what you're saying, and I hope our listeners are really absorbing this. Um, first of all, you stayed open, but we do block it. I, I agree because for me, my next level of growth has really been that appreciation for what I am receiving and seeing it. Yeah. You know, and again, I think that's for everyone not looking at it in a certain like you talked that self-talk, not looking for it in a certain way, or it didn't come this way, it came that way. 
And then the second thing is, and it seems to happen whether we say spirit, God, higher self, there's all these, like you stay to your writing, you stay on your track, you know, and your writing or your journaling, whatever you were doing. And then in listening, you listen and that you stay open. And then this amazing series came through, you know, you, we're talking about the bestiary, but you had the, you know, um, the herbary. And so then it was easy to download. And I think people need to stop and re, like, hold on here because we can't get the download. We can't get the biggie from spirit the big book, the big whatever it is, the big, we're like, we can't get it if we're blocking it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel, it's like building. It's like a little muscle, like, oh, I'm lifting this three-pound weight. A lot of people lifting the three-pound are, like, upset that they're not lifting the 20-pound, but you can't get to the 20-pound until you do the three-pound for a little while. Yeah. So I think how did you, I mean, did you just stop and reflect and just say, okay, there's something here, don't let me block this? I mean, how did you catch yourself, I guess? To stay open, how did you remain open? I I think I think that for me it really was stepping into that place of gratitude because that let me see. Okay. You know what I mean? Like mm, as soon as I started, okay. kind of consciously in my own heart, being like, "Ooh, that just happened." I'm like, "Thank, thank you." And like for me, the you is not. Um, directed to a particular place you know what I mean like I don't have a specific Mm -hmm. god vision um but just that moment of like oh that happened wow Mm -hmm. that's so cool because when before I was acknowledging and kind of doing that internal thank you I wasn't realizing how often it was happening so it was kind of like you know, you're like if you were eating cookies and not realizing you were eating cookies, um, it was unconscious. And by stepping into a place of gratitude for these little gifts, I called it into consciousness. It actually reminds me, like for your muscle analogy, um, mm. when I had to do physical therapy, my physical therapist kept saying, okay, I want you to roll over using this muscle. And they, you know, like stick their finger in that muscle. And I'd be like, I don't have that muscle. I don't know how to use that muscle. But somehow, because they kept sticking their finger in it, I started to feel it. I'm like, oh, wait, I, you're, you're sticking your finger on something. I can feel it. You know, and then right. I slowly started to be able to activate it. And I think that that, that gratitude, that, that sense of like, like, oh, I just thought about my mom. And then she called. Oh, Wow. That was intuitive. You know, I got, like, yeah. thank you. I got this. Because that happens all the time, but we just mm-hmm. skate over it in our minds and get on to the next thing. So it's kind of like poking So do you the feel muscle. it, then it's, yeah, so poking, so over time, you see it more. So you acknowledge it, gratitude, yeah. calling gratitude in the, you know, internal thank you. I love that. Um it's inspiring me. <laughs> so it, over and over. So then does it get more, it, I guess it gets more visible and maybe you believe it more or trust it more. You use it more. There's that progression I would imagine. I think all of the above, it gets more visible. You trust it more, you see it more, but also you start to see the more subtle things more. Like for instance, mm. little things like I was working with um, Kim Crown's 
archetype deck, which I got over the, over the holidays. And, um, I, one of the cards I pulled was the sword. Right. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh wow. You know, there's like, there's lots to unpack because these are archetypes. And so whenever you're looking at an archetype, it's it's layered and leveled. Um, And one of the things that the sword is about is actually writing because the sword and the pen are very similar instruments. And then the next day um, I got, you know, a Instagram direct message from someone and she had tiny little swords on either side of her name. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Right. And so it was just that, like that noticing like, Oh, I'm still paying attention to the sword. That's still important. Um, And then like another thing, like just pulling these moments up, I got tagged on again, Instagram, right? Crazy place to find your, to, to find spirit, but here we go. We right. use whatever tools are available to us. I got That's tagged right. on an Instagram post. Someone had tagged this like really cool photograph of a spiral. Like someone had taken this photograph and made it into a spiral and it was re- really cool. And she had tagged me and said something about like my description of time as a spiral has been so helpful to her. And then I, three hours later, get edits on my fourth book from my editor and she had tagged something where I had talked about time as an upward climbing spiral and said something like, I think we should get rid of this. I don't quite understand it. And I took a deep breath and I was like, wait a second. I got tagged wow. on Instagram this morning. Yeah. Someone saying I benefited from your discussion of time as, as an upward climbing spiral. And then my editor saying, cut it. Like this is yeah. this is the universe saying you do not cut that girlfriend, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Woo. Great guy. So, wow, that's magic. Right. So, but it's just that. But it's noticing. It's noticing. Yes, it's I noticing. could have yeah. not put those two moments together. I could have, in my mind, separated yeah. them, and not remembered that I just got tagged on that right. just that morning, right? So yeah. to me, it's, it's, these, it's like you've got to fine-tune your noticing. You've got to slow the heck down yeah. and fine-tune the exactly. noticing. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, it's a slowing down because we're being so guided into what is not extraneous or extra, but what is really essential, what is needed. And that is so needed, that concept of time, especially as we're leaving the old paradigm, you know, the Saturnian time, it is a spiral. And, and then, so you got yeah. the message. It's like, that's not only so important and timely, no pun intended, <laughs> but somebody <laughs> even told you that it really helped them. You know, it's like, oh God. That's why I say, let the higher self do the heavy lifting. We, we, we get, you know, we're always beaming what we need and want if we, if we like remain open. It's like that part of this is, you know, working for the whole, you know, it's like, oh, you need to see this because this is coming up with the editor and you, you don't want to X this. This is very important. Um, right. God, that's exciting. I love that. I love how that is <laughs> orchestrated for you. It's so, it's so yeah. inspiring, you know, and, well, that's, and it's, but you got to slow down. You're right. You have to slow down. And one thing that's coming through that I think is worth mentioning is you also have to like, it's not just slowing down your actions. It's slowing down your mind. Um, mm. You've got to okay. find that place 
where you have some stillness. And the way that I do that is when my brain starts getting chatty, you know, and all our brains mm-hmm. get chatty. It's what brains do. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of think of it as a child who's a little hyperactive. And just like if I was oh, babysitting, okay. I, you know, might say to that child, like, okay, that's great. Thanks so much for telling me all of that. And now it's time for you to get in bed. Time for you to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like, like, I think that what a lot of us do is we just dive deeper into the chatter. We listen to the chatter. We follow it this yeah. way. We follow it that way. And we think that that's our intuition. That is not your intuition. Right. That is chatter. Right. So stepping outside and becoming like the babysitter for your brain, like your brain is just one part of you. It is not you. Step mm-hmm. outside so that you can kind of say, oh, look, that. there's baby brain wailing again. Let's see if we can mm-hmm. quiet it down, right? Instead of saying, yeah. I am this crazy thing. Because once you step outside, then you begin to see what's just brain chatter. Because brain chatter tries to convince us it's intuition, and usually it's just brain chatter. Um, mm-hmm. And once you, once you get that distance from your own brain, once you can see your brain as only one part of you, then you can tune into your heart and your gut and that bizarre tingling in your hands when you're holding your, your tarot cards. Um, but if you think your brain is all of you, you can't tune into the other stuff. Can't do that. I love that where you put it. Step aside. Yeah. I'm not that other. Now, uh, Maya, you have something. Uh, what I want to talk about before we close is the night school. If you can talk about yeah. that. Um, what exactly is the night school? And how yeah. do people so find night- out more information about it? Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for bringing it up. Um, the night school is an email series that I conceived of again, along the same lines as the book, um, giving people very small bite-sized bits of mystical, mythical, magical information, um, that are a seed. And so we deliver them in the evening. You can dream on them. You can just kind of, you know, read that little email and, carry it with you through your evening, through your sleep, um, and see what germinates. So emails are delivered three times a week, and the first semester is totally free, and then it's um, $6 a month after that. So you can get more information on my website, which is mayatoll.com, M-A-I-A-T-O-L-L.com. Wonderful. Wow, so nice. Um tool you can journey with people for a while or journey with you um, and get some inside information and it comes right into their inbox. Love it. Thanks. And and there's some of it based on the, on the, I imagine the the books. So there is like, I, I love the conceit of the night school. So we use a lot of school language and there are often little homework assignments like turn to this page in the book and, you know, um, and read. So um, it, is the, it is the same, it comes from the same source as the books, and mm-hmm. we use the books as a tool within the program, um, but it, it is not the same as the books. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, Maya, yeah. this has been just so amazing. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you come back. Oh, you're such a wealth of I would insight love and to. information. <laughs> 
in light, I, I love so much of what you shared um, with everyone, and I just love the, the book, too. It's beautiful. It's accessible. Um, but it does pack a little punch. It does point to what, exactly what you need to work on, which is great, you know, and, uh, on it in a, in a beautiful, loving way, you know. Uh, oh, we already have people in the chat. Thank you so much. Love this. Yes, have Maya back. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you, Maya. Michelle, very uplifting. Yeah. Thank you all in the chat. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. And Michelle, thank you for having me. Oh, just a gift. I really, you're such a gift. I I really have enjoyed our dialogue and conversation. It's just been not just insightful, but very inspirational. I think you gave people some things that they can really kind of hold on to, like what could be blocking them from receiving their messages and how to tune in more. Um, And, of course, using the book, anything like this. Books like this, to me, really helps hone that intuition and that interconnection. Mm, Yeah. I agree. Juicy. Louise in the chat from Australia is saying, juicy, juicy. Yes, it is very juicy. (laughs) Juicy delight. All right, Mary, you take good care. Thanks for being on Awakening. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. All right, that was Maya Toll. The book we were diving into is The Illustrated Bestiary, which includes 36 oracle cards, guidance and rituals from 36 inspiring animals. If you want to find out more information about Maya, you can go to mayatoll.com, M-A-I-A-T-O-L-L. Wow. So inspirational. Thank you all for being here. Yes, I think our time was juicy here, Louise. It was amazing. Thank you all for being here and co-creating this. Um, It's just been amazing to connect with all of you. Thank you for the comments and questions. If you want more information, um, you can go to soulplayground.life. Of course, also my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. And for all things Awakenings, topic suggestions, guest suggestions, email questions, go to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep on. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com and keep awake. Are you awake?